G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. One of the character flaws that I've had to overcome in my life is anger. Seems that I was born something of a perfectionist, and my favourite saying used to be, it's so hard to soar like an eagle when you're surrounded by turkeys. (laughs) But the thing about being constantly angry is that actually it drains the life out of you. It is seriously exhausting. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and it's great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take another look at God's rest for you from a different perspective. And do stick with me, because very soon I'll be telling you about my latest life application booklet. It's called How to Enter God's Rest, and I'd love to send you a free copy to help you do just that. Live out each day in the peace and the rest of God, whatever life happens to throw at you. Over the last almost three weeks now on the program, we've been talking about entering into God's rest. The problem is that so many people are so busy and so many people are carrying rubbish around inside, weighed down with this or with that, that a lot of people, in fact, can I be bold here and can I say the majority of people live the majority of their lives in this constant state of exhaustion. And that's a real problem. So we've been chatting about how to get out of that state of exhaustion and into the rest and the peace that God wants us to have in our lives. Now, there are a few different aspects to that, spiritual, emotional, and physical. We've been chatting about all three. And in particular, over the last couple of days, we've talked about how our judgmentalism and unforgiveness that we carry around in our hearts can be absolutely exhausting. Today, we're going to continue with that theme to look at anger. Anger is kind of a different aspect of the same thing. It's one of those relational things that can sap the life out of us. And the reason that I know this is that I'm an expert on anger. I spent much of the first 40 years or so of my life pretty much angry. Angry with other people because they didn't see it my way. And my friend, I can tell you firsthand that this is absolutely exhausting. I think that the name of this series of messages... Oh God, I need a rest, is really apt. Because I think that there are so many people who are so desperate, and that sentence, Oh God, I need a rest, really rolls off the tongue easily. It resonates, doesn't it? And we might actually utter those words from time to time, Oh God, I need a rest. But how many of us expect God to answer? How many of us expect God to show up and say, Well, yeah, I have the solution. How many of us really expect Jesus to speak these precious words into our lives and mean them? Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, because I'm gentle and humble of heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. Well, he is speaking them into our lives right now, and he does mean them. The problem is that so often we don't want to be yoked up next to him, going in his direction. We want to race off in our own direction, towing our own heavy loads, 
And then we wonder why we're exhausted, why we're crying out for a rest. Now, one of the things we do is that we carry around anger in our hearts. Can I take you back to the last serious argument you had with someone? Now, arguments take many different forms. Sometimes they're your full-on stand-up ding-dong. Other times, they're more like a series of skirmishes in a guerrilla war. And other times still, it's a bit like the Cold War that my generation grew up in, detente. Missiles pointed at one another, but a stony silence that contains the implicit but very clear threat, if you fire one of yours, I'm going to fire one of mine. We can smile at those descriptions. We all relate to them, but they're not a lot of fun, are they? So let me take you back to the last serious argument that you had, whatever shape it took. Now, I have a few questions about that argument. Firstly, what was it about? Why was there an argument? Well, arguments are pretty much always about the same thing. We want our way and the other person wants their way. It seems really important at the time but it never rises much above the two toddlers fighting over a toy. You know, the, the little boy in his nappy who can't even walk yet, he's happy there playing with his little red fire engine, and then the kid next to him ends up ripping the fire engine out of his hands on the basis that he wants it, and there's a tug of war, and they both end up screaming. At its base level, that's what an argument is about. We each want our own way. And the winner is angry at the loser for getting in their way, and the loser is angry at the winner for winning. End of story. Arguments aren't much more than that. And even though as adults, hopefully, we don't end up in a shouting match like those two small, immature children, it's the same thing beneath the veneer of adult civility. And of course, then there are other times when we do end up shouting and behaving like kids. So this whole anger thing, it's not just about what we say and do. Most of us get pretty clever at masking things short of all-out conflict. It's actually about what's happening in our hearts. Jesus talked about the anatomy of anger this way. Matthew chapter 5, beginning at verse 21. He said, You've heard it said to those of ancient times, You shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you're angry with a brother or a sister, you will be liable for judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So, when you're offering a gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or your sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and sister, and then come and offer your gift to God. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you're on the way to court with him, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you'll be thrown in prison. Truly I tell you, you'll never get out until you've paid the very last penny. It's pretty stern and very direct stuff here from the lips of the Son of God talking about anger. He doesn't much mince his words, does he? Anger begins in the heart. And my friend, the energy that we put into anger is extraordinary. Back to your last serious argument. Do you remember how exhausting it was? Do you remember how tired and washed out you felt the next day? Even just honking our horn and shaking our fist at that that stupid driver who's turned ahead of us without using their indicator. There's adrenaline involved in that. There's energy. By the time we get to where we're going, we're tired. 
That's because fighting is exhausting. And that's what anger is. It's fighting. Even the Cold War detente style of anger is still exhausting. And Jesus is saying here to us, get real with yourself, my friend. Examine your heart. My anger used to be like on a hair trigger. I'd fly off the handle in an instant if someone crossed my path the wrong way. And when you have the life drained out of you by all that anger, there's no energy left for joy. It's the disobedience that's so tiring. Have a listen again to the writer of the New Testament book of Hebrews and what he says about this. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 5. And again it says in this place, They shall not enter my rest, since therefore it remains open for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter it because of disobedience. It's our disobedience, doing things our way, throwing tantrums instead of being slow to anger like God. That's what robs us of God's rest. And anger, anger is way up there on the disobedience stakes, right up there with murder, according to Jesus. So if we're going to enter the rest of God and have the peace of God, then anger is one of those things that we need to let him deal with in our lives. It's a simple as yielding this to him and seeing what he has to say about it in his word, what I discovered is that his spirit then does a mighty work in our hearts and with that we enter the rest of God. With all that's been going on these last few years, man, there are some tired, some exhausted people in this world. God knows that. And with all my heart, I believe he wants to help you through it all. Which is why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest book, How to Enter God's Rest. Come on, God's Word is alive and active. Amen. So I'm praying that through this booklet, he'll help you live out each day in his peace and his rest, whatever life may throw at you. You can request your free copy right now, How to Enter God's Rest. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.